quick idea. Um, what if UFOs are animals? And I guess I'm not really, uh, uh, I don't know. I think, what was the name of that, uh, that Jordan Peele movie or whatever? Um, this might be the premise. I've never watched it, but I think it might be the premise of that. But I think that I was thinking about, you know, I've, I've been really thinking about what, what the heck UFOs are since they're real. Um, and I think that just saying, oh, they're aliens is a, I don't know. The evidence doesn't seem to suggest that that's a, uh, I don't know. Aliens is the most likely thing. But let's explore the idea that they might be animals. And I'd say the reasoning behind that could be that to understand why animals develop where they do. I think one way to kind of understand you know the uh the conditions behind the environments of of said animals is by understanding the energy that exists within the environmental system that you're studying. And one of one of that well one 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 example I guess would be swampland. Swamplands are from my understanding the most energy dense areas on the planet. Um just given the fact that you know there's microbes everywhere, there's you know just soups of you know Well, I don't know the specifics, but you can kind of get, you can kind of see how, you know, the energy density of a swamp is pretty high versus the energy density of a desert is like very low or the energy, des- de- uh, energy density of like an open ocean or of a, of, you know, like a, like a tundra or something like that. And the amount of free energy that is available for most animals in an area allows for, you know, different structures to, to emerge in more, you know, more types of, you know, certain types of organisms, I would say, uh, emerge in different ecosystems. So you could say to me, why, how would how would it, how would a UFO be a be an animal, right? If it like evolved in the sky, because because my 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 I guess premise one is that it's an animal. Premise two is that it probably doesn't interact with much with the Earth. So my point would be that maybe it's a type of animal that 
stays up in the in the sky at certain altitudes and can move around pretty quickly. And I don't know. It seems like there might be a possibility for that. But where would it get the energy? I think that the higher you get up, the more, you know, the, the less the atmosphere filters in the incoming EM waves from the sun, which I feel like, in theory, it should allow for you to collect a lot more energy than, you know, down on Earth. And plants are one of the most successful builds of animals that exist. Maybe not animals, uh, but, but, you know, living organisms that exist. And they rely on, you know, solar power. So what if you had an animal that evolved in the upper atmosphere off of solar power and maybe, I don't know, like somehow either gets its nutrients from like, you know, different types of gases or because oh, I think that that's the same thing too. Like, okay, number I think your body is most, most of it is oxygen. I think 60% of it is oxygen. And then I think that's, that's where, that's how trees form from my understanding or in most, most entities. Like it's a lot of it is, you know, nutrients that you eat, but a lot of it is also, well, with, within plants, um, you know, it gets some nutrients from the ground, but where does the mass come from? Because if it was just, if it got all of its mass from the ground, right, then why, why don't we see like the earth, you know, all the dirt being like eaten away by all these forests and forests like shrinking? Like, no, the ground usually stays pretty, pretty level, um, but the trees start growing. And the way that that happens, from my understanding, is it turns, you know, oxygen and gases into mass. And maybe that's something that happens within, within, you know, the upper atmosphere with these potential, maybe animals, if they are such. And, you know, they, they gain a lot of their, their mass from, from oxygen and other things in the atmosphere. And they basically stay up there and they float around and whatever, and they get energy from the sun, which is a lot of energy. And then, you know, they're just up there. And maybe due to the fact that they don't have really have a lot of, a lot of natural predators, if any, what if that allowed a certain type of evolution to occur for them? And what if, you know, they didn't have to really exist within the, the barbaric, you know, struggle of nature that terrestrial and semi-terrestrial animal species have to endure, you know, because I don't know if you're, if you can just float around and you're not going to get killed, then we'll, what if you're maybe maybe what happens is 
you know, your evolution just continues at a constant rate where, you know, you get, um, your species gets, um, mutated maybe from cosmic rays. And since you're close, since you're higher up, maybe you're more likely to mutate too. And, um, The animals would, uh, you know, they'd probably mutate more, and the the ones with better mutations would, you know, outcompete the other ones. You know, maybe, you know, ones that are faster or this and that, and then maybe these these species could uh, could develop some like really crazy, you know, technologies and methodologies because, I mean. If we, if we say, oh, no, it's too complicated. Like, evolution is probably one of the best problem-solving abilities and methods that, that exist out there. And, and it can solve problems that, you, that people don't even know how to solve, and it just does it. So, and that's how life operates. And I would say the only real constraint of that is energy and competition. No, why, why, why aren't there, why haven't we developed giant, you know, like giant dune worms that feast off of uranium or something? You know, that would be, that would be like a pretty, that would, that would be able to, you know, consume a lot of energy, right? but we don't have that. And I think it's just because, you know, there's too much competition and, you know, evolution here on earth, terrestrial evolution prefers small incremental changes. And maybe, maybe where there's like no competition or it's not really possible to have much competition at all. Maybe you could have like large, comp, uh, large, um, jumps in evolution that come up with amazing technologies that that maybe we don't even know yet right because how do we understand how the micro the micro machines of our body work we don't so there's a lot more things that you know there's a lot of things we already don't understand that evolution has already done so i don't know this 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 could be plausible because you know even though it's like a new a crazy macro scale technology, you know, evolution has a track record for making crazy technologies. So anyway, I think, <clears throat> I think this is the best argument I could come up with, you know, um, tie up, meaning that there's a lot of en energy available. Evolution can create technologies that we can't even fathom. And it already has, and we already have seen technologies we can't really fathom that evolution has come up with. Maybe a a low competition environment, or one with really no predators or diseases or anything like that. Maybe that could allow for some, you know, un unrestrained evolution. And also, where would it get its 
size, you know, plants get their size through ga- uh, atmospheric gases. Maybe the same thing could be done for this. Maybe it just needs a very little amount of nutrients. You know, I think there's might have been like a a video where a UFO dips into the ocean and leaves. Maybe that's what that's how they get their their nutrients. You know, maybe they need to soak in the brine for a little bit and then they get back out. Who knows? But I feel like this is a decent. It's a decent take because, I mean, UFOs are not just something where, it seems to me like they've they've been there for a very long time, and it's not just the fact that, you know, there's not something new that changed that put them here, because the better our radar technology is getting, the more we're kind of seeing them out there. And I think that's what you'd expect if it's if it's been here for a long time. And, uh, yeah. Anyway, let me know what you think. Maybe it's plausible, maybe it isn't. Who knows? But we need to have some better ideas about where UFOs excuse me, come from because, I don't know, it's one of the last big unknowns out there. Anyway. Hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. Check me out at goosenov.com. And yeah, check it out. Goosenov.com. Goosenov.com. I will I will see you on goosenov.com. I'll be waiting there for you with a bottle of champagne and a top hat. I'm er, er, eagerly awaiting uh, your reception. So I'll see you guys later. Bye bye.